Hello, everyone. It's Vic here. Your <laughs> friendly Vic from the curve. Uh, I have a favor to ask you. You know, Soph, she beavers away super hard at doing all the production of the podcast. And she recently told me that a very, very, very tiny percent of you, 2% of you, follow or subscribe to this podcast. And I nearly fell off my seat. I was like, what are the 98% doing? So I thought, you know what? I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to say to you, please, please, please click follow or subscribe, whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast on, because it really, really helps us in terms of producing a bigger and better podcast for you. So also, actually, it means that you won't miss out on any episodes, which heaven forbid you should. You'd have nothing to talk about at work. And it takes two seconds and you could have done it by now. Gosh, I sound like my dad. Yeah. But it's true. It's a very quick and easy thing and it helps us so much. So if you wouldn't mind, we'd really love that. Thank you. Welcome to the Curve Podcast, a conversation for women who want to learn more about money, their money, for the future they want to have. We're all busy in the pursuit for financial confidence and increasing your wealth should be a simple one. This podcast is for women to learn about investing in a non-scary or intimidating way. With short episodes, you'll have time to learn, digest and understand everything to do with the world of investing. So thank you for being here and for listening, because together we really can raise the curve. Okay. Hey. I actually have to start by confessing something really naughty that I did, and it's sitting to my left, and I feel so guilty about it. So long story short... No, it's not like a band. That would not be something to feel guilty about, by the way. I, in the weekend, so when I moved here, when I moved over to London, I brought almost all summery clothes. It was as if I thought I was moving to the Bahamas. And it's now freezing. Like, it's fully winter. And I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to treat myself. I deserve some, like, cute clothes. So where did I go? But to the acne store. And I spent... Yes! No, babe. I love that you're encouraging this. This is so not good. <laughs> so not on brand. Sorry, sorry. I spent over a thousand pounds, and now I just I came home and I it was so weird. I stripped naked and made myself dinner because I felt so guilty about like my clothes obsession. <laughs> so did you like, buy like multiple things from Acne? I bought this like, top, cute. Oh, I beautiful. bought a cardigan. I bought a hoodie and a shirt. Is it top see-through? Yeah. Can you see my nipples? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I um I probably would wear a bra if I was in public. Um, anyway, look, I'm feeling um, cool. really guilty. I, I can't believe you're encouraging this. Oh, sorry. It's so funny. No, but you need winter clothes. You don't want to freeze. I get it. I get it. Um, oh, my God. You're hilarious. It's an investment. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Oh my God, hilarious. (laughs) I must admit though, boots last forever. Like I've still got acne boots from like seven years ago, whereas some Zara boots are already falling to pieces and I've only bought them, I've only had them for like six months, eight months. Yeah, I saw someone posted something the other day and it was like, it sucks because people who can't afford expensive clothes end up spending more over the long run Mm. because if, say, they have to buy new shoes every week or month or whenever for $10 opposed to $100 once every five years, it actually ends up being, because they do fall apart. I mean, 
I'm not trying to justify my outrageous spend. Unnecessary will be taking some stuff back. But it's things that I would have for a long time. It's not like yes. a flash in the pan. I mean, the, sh- the shirt is like a, a blue shirt that I literally could wear for my whole life. Nice. And this is probably not so much, but. You don't buy a lot for yourself, babe. So no, don't I don't. I know. But I, I'm not like earning enough money to spend that on clothes, you know? Like I'm stressed about paying for my exercise. So like to go and spend that much money on clothes was just like ridiculous. Oh. Like, anyway, that's my guilty admission. Hey, well, I actually bought some clothes in the weekend as well. Did and you? I needed a new exercise gear. I've been needing to go to Lululemon forever. Um, and I went in there and there was this lovely lady helping me. And she was like, I was like, hey, do you have this in a bigger size? And she was like, oh, you're from the curve. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I was just instantly always get so embarrassed. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and then, and then she obviously went and got got me another size. But I, I was just like, oh I was God, like, that's why such did, a compliment? Yeah, and I was like, why didn't I be like, oh my gosh, do you enjoy listening to us? I don't know, but I just, I, I'm the worst social person like that. I just, I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, okay, mm. yeah. So must get better at a response to that. So you apologies to that girl. <laughs> I was like, I, she caught me off funny. guard and I freaked out. Okay, finance, finance, back to finance. So today we are talking about stock splits. So we're going to talk about uh, okay why they happen, well, firstly what they are, um, what the impact is as an investor, and it's really good to actually talk about this now because there's been a ton of stock splits this year alone. Um, so we've got heaps of fun examples too. Oh, and there's your nipples. Yep. That's fine. I'm going <laughs> to, I just realized I'm wearing this agony top that I probably want to return and I'm starting to sweat in it. I'm not going to be able to return Oh my it. God. I know. Um, anyway, so, okay. Stock splits. I have um, been getting lots of emails about this. So if I've invested oh, yeah. in stake or in hatch or shares, these, uh, depending on, cause I've got, um, shares in different platforms. If yeah. I get an email, so say it might be in New Zealand or Tesla or whatever, and I'll get an mm. email being like, hello, you're eligible for a stock split. And I'm like, what the hell is a stock split? And they're like, yeah. you can buy blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I wish, I wish it was easier than that because your email is too confusing for me. Oh, they always are. Honestly, they're too like we get a lot of emails as well saying, hey, I've just got this from my broker. I've got this from uh, an investing pamphlet or I've got this from, and it's just, even I'm sitting there going, what? And I have to like read it again and again. I'm like, God, why? Why? It frustrates me. Didn't I send you an email like this recently? I was like, hello. I forwarded an email actually. What was the company? I can't even remember. Meridian. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And they were, it was, I'm sure it was a stock split, but it was just a too long email that I avoided it and sent it to you. No, it was was about voting. Oh, right. Okay. Well, you can tell I'm obviously reading my emails. (laughs) Just (laughs) the default is forward to Vic and is it important? Is it not? (laughs) Screenshot, text her. Hello, me again. Uh, Help me. Me again for the 24th time this morning. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. So stock split. So yes, they do happen very often. Uh, and we have seen a lot of them happen this year. Uh, but the good thing is you don't have to do anything. So effectively, what a stock split is, is it is when a company is effectively splitting its shares. So if you own 100 shares of a company and they do a stock stock split, that means that you're going to end up with more shares at a lower price. So 
effectively the price decreases, but the number of shares increases and the value of the company stays the same and the value of your portfolio stays the same. So we'll go through an example so that it kind of makes a bit more sense. <laughs> but so say you had 100 shares of um, Sophie Corp. Uh, which oh, is, my God. Um, did I start a business called Sophie Corp? I love yeah. that. Booming business. Um, and you're doing very done, well. <laughs> yeah, it's doing very, very well. Mm-hmm. I've heard the CEO is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I heard she wears see through tops, but, uh, you know, that's how good do my nipples look? Though? <laughs> so back to finance, back to finance. Sorry. <laughs> so distracting. Um, so you have, say, say I own 100 shares of Sophie Corp and your shares are trading at $200 a share. So the value of my portfolio of my investment in your company is $20,000. So that's 100 shares at $200 each is $20,000. Now, Whoa, slow down. Because, Hold on. 100 shares at $200. At $200 each. Uh, yeah. Got it. Is 20,000. Yeah. So now because your share price is $200 and it's done fantastically well, you're like, you know what? I'm going to do a stock split. And the reason you're doing a stock split is because you're like, look, there's actually probably people out there that can't really afford to buy one share. They can't afford to buy, to pay that $200 to get, to get one of my shares. Um, and so I want to make that more accessible and cheaper for more people. So there's more investors that want to buy my shares. It's basically to open the door a little bit to people who might not have considered buying those shares otherwise. Yeah. Or they're like, look, it's, it's the share price has done really well. If I do a stock split, it's not changing the value of the company because you're just, you're splitting the shares that are already there, but they're all, they're all at a lower price now. Instead of having a low number of shares and a high price, you've got a high number of shares at a low price. So you've got 100 shares of Sophie Corp at $200 a share, which is $20,000. So that's your investment. $20,000 of this company is what you own. Now, they've announced they're going to do a two-for-one stock split, which means they're going to uh, split every share by two. So you're effectively doubling the shares that you will own. So you, you had 100, now you've got 200. But the price also changes as well. And so the price is divided by two. So the shares are times by two, the price is divided by two to ensure that the value stays the same. So you've now got 200 shares. You had 100, you've got 200. And now those shares are at $100, not $200 anymore. But when you times times those figures together, you've still got $20,000. So your value in that company, that your investment in that company doesn't change. It's just the makeup kind of changes if that mm-hmm. makes sense, because you've got a different number of shares now at a different price. So it might be is like, that- say you bought, this is the weirdest analogy, but say you bought lots of jams from the supermarket and you spent $50 on jams and you got three large pots. One was strawberry, raspberry, and one was apricot. Rather than you've still got the exact same amount of jam, however, they've been split into little miniature pots so you've got yep. $50 worth of jam, but it's just in mini pots rather than a giant one. Yep. So you've got the same amount of something. It's just kind of made up in a different yep. format. It's like you're cutting one pizza into 20 slices. It doesn't create more pizza. It's just more slices of That's pizza. a better analogy you've still got the jam. Yeah. <laughs> I like the thinking though. Yeah, jam, way more interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, we get asked a lot, okay, well, 
doesn't make any difference if I buy the shares before, or buy them after. It doesn't make any difference because the value is the same. And the great thing is you don't have to do anything. It just happens. You'll just wake up one morning and you'll have your, your portfolio be adjusted for the number of shares and the price. You don't have to apply for more shares or tick a box or, or anything like that. It's literally just a you know, it's like a little digital digital change in digital transaction. I don't know. But it, it doesn't, you don't have to complete anything. You're not going to miss out. Can I ask the reason why people do it? Like, yeah. what's the point? Because if you've got, yeah, I mean, I understand you're saying you want to bring the share price down so that it encourages other investors to buy it because the share price mm. looks cheaper. But what's actually the point? Yeah. And it's quite contradictory because we always talk about like, oh, if a share price is high, that means a company's doing well, you know, and it's a, so it's like, why would a company want to lower its share price then? It kind of doesn't really make sense. Um, well, yes. The, the first point is that it makes it more attractive to more investors. So now that's a lower price, more people can buy it. Um, and this is quite interesting because we can now buy fractional shares these days. That's all so, I have to say. Like you can buy a, a tenth hmm. of a share on stake you know you don't have to actually be buying the entire share so I'm kind of like what's is it is this idea redundant no so there's there's other reasons I mean the retail investors so people that use stake so mum and dad investors you and me like people that use stake shares these hatch to buy shares are quite a small portion of the overall oh of course yeah so so yes we can really important but we're actually not (laughs) We are, we are in a number of ways, just not that way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, we, we're, we're a small portion, but also the other thing is that uh, it improves liquidity. So liquidity is just how easy it is to buy and sell shares. So if a company only has 10 shares, that will have very low liquidity. Wouldn't it be the opposite though, because there's less of them. So the demand is high and therefore more people yeah. would want to buy them. It's more, liquidity is like, it's how easy it is to buy and sell those shares. So if I, if a company didn't really trade a lot or didn't have a lot of shares available to the public, if I was then to go and sell my shares, I'd be hard, it'd be hard to find someone to buy them because there's not a lot of people that own shares. um, There's not a lot of people buying and selling them. So but it like contradicts what you say in terms of if there's less of something, the demand is higher, you know, like as in yes, yeah. if there's more buyers, but there's less things to buy, it drives prices up. It is to a point. But if I was a big, large fund manager and I wanted to buy a position in a company that was a really small company with low liquidity, I might end up buying 20% of that company. And that's I don't want to be in a position then if I need to sell to try and find an investor that needs that wants to buy 20% of that company. So companies with a lot of liquidity are your Amazons, your Facebooks, your Googles. You're never going to have an issue selling your stock. Uh, whereas companies with low liquidity are usually smaller companies or companies where the founder owns a lot. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just, you know, to get for a company to get into a main index, so like the S&P 500 or the the, the ASX 200, NZX 50, all those main indexes, you also have to have a level of liquidity. So this is a kind of one reason why a company might do a stock split. You know, they've, they, they, maybe they IPO'd a number of years ago with just a handful of shares um, and their share prices got ridiculous. And they're like, you know what? We want to improve our liquidity. We want to um, do a stock split. So we want to improve the number of shares. So that's one reason. The other reason is that it makes, it makes stocks appear more affordable. 
So we were kind of talking about this now that, you know, Sophie Corp's shares have gone from $200 to $100. They're a lot more affordable. Um, Mm -hmm. And the last one is Is that psychology, like just the idea that people think they're getting things cheaper? It's actually not. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of, it's the illusion of getting something for nothing. It's, it's more, yeah, it's more an illusion. It's not really, it's not that much different. But I remember my mum, she used to be like, uh, I'd be like, oh, mom, you should, you should look at this or have you, have you invested in this? Or she'd be like, what do you think of this company? And we'd be talking about companies to invest in. And I'd mention one in, um, you know, Amazon, for example, and she'd be like, oh, $2,000 a share. Absolutely not. You know, like, and that's just like, <laughs> she's like that is so expensive. And I'm like, yes, but it's expensive because it's done well over a number of years. And so there's two camps. Some people will be like, oh my gosh, it's done so well. And there's people that are like, absolutely not. It's so expensive. So I guess the more, it's still the same company at the end of the day. So if it's, if it's got a low share price. Yeah. The people who know that it's still a good company and understand the stock split and understand that it's not devaluing the company or the share price or anything would probably yeah. be the ones that are not like Eileen, like your mum. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It would be, it would yeah. be like the Eileen's of the world that are like, oh, good goodness amazon shares are now only 500 dollars. i'm gonna buy up lunch there yeah. you know opposed to someone who understands it is like mm. oh yeah caring <laughs> no, she, she would probably be like oh they just half this year price absolutely not absolutely. <laughs> but and then the other reason which uh i actually realized after doing a bit of research was that many public companies and particularly in the US and large tech companies do this a lot is that they offer stock to their employees as part of their salary, their remuneration, their compensation plans. So which is so cool. You, I think that makes so much yeah. sense. And so they've got ownership in the company, they're they're there working each day, you know, to helping the company grow and they're actually getting that benefit in the shares that they own. But when you start getting shares that are $2000 each, that's it becomes a bit tricky putting that into into a bonus you know, because you might be only wanting to give someone a thousand dollars of shares, so therefore you're giving them half a share. So it kind of it makes it easier to be like, hey, look, we'll give you two shares, or you know, maybe they won't get that few it's shares. A, it's but, a know, dollar it's, value rather than the number yeah, of shares. Yeah. So it might be like you're getting yeah. five thousand dollars worth of stock, opposed to you're getting five stocks that are yeah. each worth five thousand. So, There's more control, yeah, internally. It can help them. It can help companies kind of manage those those benefits that they give to give to employees. So because there's like a lot of companies, like I know Google and a lot of those big companies mm. that are listed have stock uh, as a part of their packages. Like a friend of mine who worked at um, Google in Sydney. When she left, she checked checked in, cashed in. What's the word? Cashed in her um her stocks, and she had like eighty thousand dollars worth of Google shares. I don't know. I don't think people understand how valuable that is. It's valuable when it's going up. When it's going down, it can have oh, the opposite true. effect. Yeah. <laughs> but I this is why I think about the negative. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You've got me here to remind you. A little negative, Nancy. Such a, uh, yeah, pessimist. <laughs> um, but it's also a way of when new companies start that they they might not have enough to to pay staff. So they're like, hey, look, you know, one mm. team, one dream. We'll give you eighty percent of your salary as compensation. Twenty percent is actual money. Uh, sorry, eighty percent is is stock. Twenty percent is actual actual money. Um, and then if you get in the early days at like the Facebooks and Amazons, you're like, shit, yeah. <laughs> also, those it's like the, um, going up and up, but it's also like 
remember back in the day when there'd be people like online that were creating websites and stuff and people couldn't afford to pay them and they'd be like, I'll give you some Bitcoin. Mm. And yeah, then, yeah. and people were like, oh God, all right, give me 10 Bitcoin. And then now 10 Bitcoin's worth what? Like so much money. Yeah. A million dollars or something ridiculous. In fact, maybe we yeah. need to use this tactic, babe. Like if we start hiring people to help us, mm. like, yeah. do you want to invest in the curve? We actually can't pay you yeah. any money. <laughs> But here's it'll be a hundred percent stock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess why have so many happened this year? Uh, it's really off the back of these crazy share prices that we've seen um, go up and up and up, and a lot of these tech companies. So a lot of tech companies doing super well during COVID, and their share prices are just getting really ridiculous. And so that's why we've seen quite a few stock splits, particularly from large tech companies. So we've seen Amazon. Because like, seen- I was going to say, Amazon have done it, right? Like who else have done them recently? Amazon, Tesla, Google, Shopify. Um, wow. They've done. These are yeah. all the good ones. Yeah. So these have, I mean, they like, I mean, Shopify's hasn't done very well this year, but I mean, they have over time done very, very well. Uh, but yeah, it's because it's usually you, you do see a lot of stock splits after a market has done really well or a stock market. And we did have a great year last year. Um, so that's why a lot of these companies have done stock splits. Amazon announced a stock split this year in June and they did a 20 for one stock split. So 20 shares. So you'd wake up one morning and look at your portfolio and be like, whoa, I just got heaps of shares. But the value would be the same. Except but, we're not yeah. checking our portfolio every morning, no. are we, girls and boys? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we are not. Good reminder. That's their first stock split in in 20 years. So that's quite crazy. They did a two-for-one stock split back in 1999. Um, so Amazon, when it announced its stock split this year, early this year, it was its shares were over $2,700 each share. So you can see how that can be off-putting people. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, gosh, no, that's so high. And it would be completely off-putting. And once they did did the split, the shares were like $100 each. So much more affordable, much more attractive for a lot of people. Uh, And the value of the business doesn't change at all. Amazon's still the size before and after the split. Um, And its shares, I think, it kind of $120 now, but it's done four splits over its lifetime since its IPO. So, and it IPO'd in 1997, so ages ago. Also, those who don't know what IPO is, it's essentially just when a company goes public for the first time. So when they first like offer shares to investors. Yes. Yeah. And the reason companies also do stock splits is that the history shown and studies have shown that companies tend to do, companies' share prices tend to do better after a stock split because of all the reasons we've said they're more attractive they're more affordable you're opening yourself up to a whole lot of new investors that might not have bought an amazon share at two thousand seven hundred dollars but are much more likely to buy an amazon share at a hundred dollars uh even though there's completely no difference to before or after uh it's you know the company is exactly the same it's just the perception that it's now better and you're opening up your doors to a whole lot of new investors so companies do tend to do better Question. So does that mean if you see a stock split, so say, for example, you have invested in Amazon and you're like, I still believe in the company, still really want to invest in it. If they do a stock split and you still feel strongly about the outlook of that company, you would be probably quite clever to buy more because generally, traditionally, stock splits make share price go up. I guess the majority of companies that do stock splits 
have seen their share prices go up afterwards. But there's so many other factors that you have to consider before making an investment. But it's a green flag. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's kind of a box tick. So if, yeah, if you were waiting in the sidelines and you were like umming and ahhing about it uh, and then they announced a stock split, then yes, they, a I'm lot of companies. I'm stocks. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, and you, like all these companies, Amazon, Tesla, Google, Shopify, like, well, Amazon, Tesla, and Google have all done multiple uh, stock splits over their life. You know, I mean, Shopify, they did their first one this year, which was a 10 for one stock split. So that's the first since they went public. And they didn't do well after that. And they haven't done well. No. I mean, they haven't done well this year because there's been that reversion back to everyone. Uh, you know, there was that big run up and everyone buying online, using Shopify, e-commerce, and then oh. their share prices kind of have, has tanked since then. So there are, it's not all all companies that do stock splits do well. That's not the case. It's like the majority do. And it's usually because if you think about it, their share prices have done really well because obviously the business is doing well. So then if you split the stock, the company's still still doing well. Nothing's changed with the company necessarily. So it's usually companies that are good in the first place that do the stock splits. It's just sense. so annoying so. that it's not a one size fits all. There is never in finance or investing ever no. are like, now every time they do a stock split, everybody, the share's going to do well. It's like also, but maybe no. And also yeah. read the fine print. And also yeah, oh. like it's so annoying. Welcome to my world. Yes, this is why I have a lot of gray hairs. <laughs> so if I were to tell you the company that's done the most stock splits in the history of the US stock market, what would you answer Oh, can be? I guess? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll give you a clue. Oh, no. You, you can guess. <laughs> like, am I getting a clue? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike Orange. Oh, no, close, but not. Yeah. What's orange? That's the clue. Oh, it's orange. orange. I think mean, the company's orange. It's orange. It's <laughs> no, no, orange. Just, no, orange is the cue. Not it's orange. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, orange is the cue. Oh, God. <laughs> orange. Now, hold on. Let me think. Orange, 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 orange. Like, or banana. Banana works as well, you know? Oh, God. Fruit bus. No. Uh, oh my god! People are going to be listening, being like screaming at their at their phones. Apple, <laughs> apple, like, apple, yeah! apple! Oh my god! Shit! Sorry, that took so long. Oh gosh! Orange is the clue. Uh, All I could think of was orange labels, I know. And like orange logos. Sorry. You threw me. <laughs> uh, so they have done five stock splits over their life, and if you owned a thousand shares uh, back in the day of Apple, you would have do do. Due just to the stock splits, you'd have over 224,000 shares today. So that's how many times they've split the stock. You'd have a thousand, wow. sh your thousand shares would have gone to 224,000. So, like, if you hold oh on for the long haul, I mean, this is like over 30 years, but uh, that's quite amazing that, you know, just how that is many amazing. Times they've split their stock, how many shares they've created by just splitting their stock. So, um, yeah, quite. Quite an amazing fun fact for you on your Can companies ever day? run out of shares? Like, can they yeah. ever be like, oh, no, okay. Well, you just create I more? I mean, yeah, you just keep creating more. Is it a red it's flag normally? So it depends what they're raising it for. So if they were issuing stock 
to buy a company to accelerate their growth, then people will be really supportive of that. Uh, if they were just issuing stocks or issuing new shares because they need more money because they've got too much debt struggling. or they're struggling, then that's not a good sign. And we saw a lot of companies do, do that during COVID. They were like, shit, oh my God, what the hell is happening with the world? Like mm. um, we need more cash just as a safety net. You know, maybe our balance sheet is, is, isn't, isn't very strong. We've got lots of debt. We just need money ASAP. You kind of go into panic mode. That's when, uh, that's when investors get pissed off. But then, if the company's struggling and you're already a shareholder, you're like, well, if you I don't support it, money. you want them to have more money. So you're kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place. So mm. it's a different. It's more of a case by case basis. It's not a red flag, green flag scenario. Um, it's a bit more mixed when it, when they're issuing stock. Whereas stock splits are very much in the green flag camp. Um, okay. So. Yeah. Uh, are there any many shares in your portfolio that have done stock splits over their time? Yes, there's a few of them. Like I own Apple uh, and I own Amazon. I remember I did wake up. I literally woke up and I was like, looked at my Amazon stock and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, oh, stock split. <laughs> I was like, because I, like, I was like, I'm sure I didn't have this many shares and I'm sure I didn't have this lower value. You know, like it's. And it's yeah. crazy when you're actually researching a company and you're like, hang on, I'm sure their share price was a lot higher before. So you're like, has something gone oh. on? And so, but, but then you, you'd have yeah, to be usually a, certain that that's not, it's not dipping because it's just lost value or people don't see value in it anymore, yes, right? Like yeah. you have to be quite yeah. aware of that. Yeah. So you can just Google, like if you are concerned that your company's, uh, that a company you've invested in has done a, a stock split and you haven't been following it or haven't been aware of it, then you can't just Google, you know, has Sophie Corp done a stock split? Um, or you will be able to see it on Yahoo Finance. Um, but they kind of adjust it all the way back, if that makes sense. So you won't see this kind of this big drop in the share price. They'll, they, they adjust it. Um, so if you're looking at a graph, you're not going to see this big drop in the share price. You're going to see that oh, it was all adjusted all the way back to, yeah, so... So it doesn't create kind of red flags for people going, oh, what happened, you know, back in June 2020? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But it is, it's a really common thing and we'll, we probably, I mean, we might not see a lot of it happen going forward, you know, depending on what happens with, with stock market. But uh, yeah, a lot of companies that have done well, you know, tend to tend to do stock splits as, as a kind of a green flag for investors. Cool. Or a tick, a tick of approval. Thank you for explaining that. I also, just before we wrap this up, wanted to remind anyone listening, if you enjoy this podcast and if you um, think that your friends would enjoy it, either share it with them or we've recently figured out that rating and like writing reviews on podcasts really helps you boost up the charts. So if you happen to be enjoying the mm. podcast, please give us a, it's like Ubers. If you like your Uber driver, give them a five star, yeah. you know? If you want to see more of Sophie's nipples, just, you know, rate rate the podcast. (laughs) That's actually uh, a visual, which you'll have to find on our Instagram, at the curve. Actually, we've changed our handle, at the curve, underscore, 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 underscore. (laughs) It's so hard to say. Oh, my God, I have a slot on radio, and they were like, what? So it's four. So it's underscore, underscore, underscore. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, this but is going to be what a it nightmare. Is. It's because when I'm over in London and I say to people, oh, look, this is our Instagram. And then they're like, what's the curvens? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's not the curvens. It's the curve NZ. But if you're not from New Zealand, you don't know. 
So we had yeah, to be true. international, babe, you know? I reckon we do at the curve international, at the curve global. Global. At the f- yeah, at the curve. Like actually Vic yeah. found the person who has the curve um, handle, which is like the curve. It's just that. And she goes, hi there. Just wondering. <laughs> they've posted not once, by the way. There's not one post. Hi there. Just wondering if we could please buy your handle. We love it. Thanks or something. I was like optimistic. That person's created an account, del- like never logged in again and probably will never see our message. But appreciate the effort. Um, okay, well, you're already gone, so... No, I'm not. Sorry, I just got a text. Okay. Um, fabulous episode. Oh. Love you. Great time. We'll wear a bra next time if it's distracting. But I don't That's think good. it is that bad, is it? Should we both then just, just go topless? Should we just go I topless reckon. next time? Yeah. Free all the nipples. Free yeah, all that will make us nipples. go viral, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Rating ourselves? <laughs> yeah, like oh. your boobs might. Mine won't be. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of Raising the Curve. Please subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And we would also love for you to share this podcast with anyone you think would benefit from it. For more information about The Curve and how you can learn more, head to thecurve.co.nz or find us on socials at the underscore curve nz.